Why do you know that? You've been in the same house since you were born. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Filtered. I'm Rebecca. I'm Hannah. I'm Celine. I'm Benita. And I'm Sharon. Welcome back to our Breaking the Mold series. Today is a special podcast because we have our first male guest on our podcast, Robin Simon. What's up? What's up? I'm honored to be here. I, I think I want to give a shout out to all the guys. We're breaking the mold here. This is this is awesome. I have to say a special thank you because I was filtered out of all the fellas out there to be here. You see what I did there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with these beautiful women of God here. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Um, Well, thank you for being here today. If you guys don't know who this is, he's a real estate agent. So go hire him. He sells houses and helps um, hire him. Or what are you? What is that called? Whatever, just call him. That's it. (laughs) Call him. Call him. He'll do the rest. (laughs) Call him. Reach him if you want to be him. Go DM him. Um, he's a former employee of Bloomberg. Ooh. He's a former member of NDIA. <laughs> There's a correction there. You you don't ever become a former member. Oh, sorry. He's oh, you a- are a member. That's correction. It, for life. Wait a second. Does what? that mean there's still hope? You never know. I actually want to know how many of our listeners even remember what NDIA wow. is. Is that a smash no, in the face? No, 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 no. Because no, no, no. I felt that. Do you want to explain what those NDIA mean? Uh, new deliverance in America. That's what wow. it is. You know, I, you know, I just found that out. Like, last no week. way. I thought it was just India. India. Yeah. With the I know. Same. That's what I, I thought. So it looks like you drop the I and you just have the India. I just found this out last week, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. Do you think people know you? And clearly, <laughs> clearly they don't know you. I also just have to say, three out of the five girls are first cousins with Robichat. <laughs> so this is really embarrassing for them. Goes to show, right? Goes to show. Me? I know every lyric of every song on the no, NBA she doesn't. album. That's also a lie because I had to correct her. Anyways, Shay, you forgot the most important one. Oh, sorry. He's also a minister of the Lord. For the Lord. Yes. Um, so today we have him on because we wanted to educate ourselves and educate you guys on, um, what real estate means, how to even get into that process. Uh, because I feel like a lot of times, especially women in the Brown community, we are not educated in that whole department. And like you get married and you have to buy a house and you're just like, huh? Um, so before we fully start, do you want to tell us about yourself? Like, where did you see yourself when you were getting out of high school and going into college? Oh, man. Yeah, go, go back a couple of, couple wow. of. Okay. Okay. I know where you're going. I know where you're going with that. Okay. <laughs> Don't start with me. But no, I honestly, like I was saying, all jokes aside, I appreciate what you guys are doing with this podcast. Um, it actually does remind me of, um, the guys and I, when we formed NDIA, it was uh, just a group of guys who had similar beliefs, similar situations in life and expressing um, our beliefs uh, the way we knew how to. And, you know, I can see that you guys are doing the same thing, just being yourselves and expressing how you're doing life. Uh, we just happen to do it with some music and some uh, different cultural norms. But um, yeah, that, that's, I just wanted to say, I commend you guys for, for doing what you're doing and your honesty and your uh, transparency. 
Um, sometimes a little too much transparency for me, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll let it slide. Um, so let me think. Um, when I was coming out of high school, so to be honest, I don't think I was seeing myself uh, properly <laughs> at the time. I was, uh, to be honest, I was, you know, just going to go with the flow. I was a typical kid from Queens. Um, I guess just to backtrack a little, um, I started working when I was about 16 years old. I uh, was always, you know, keeping myself busy. Um, and, you know, I just kind of progressed from there and started doing like, um, got into computers, I got into graphic design and, um, you know, I kept myself busy. I didn't like staying home all the time because I was an only child and it wasn't cool to be home listening to the heat, you know, if you have steam heat, you know what I'm talking about. It just makes mm -hmm. like weird noises. So uh, I always wanted to get out. I always wanted to just not be home. So I kind of developed that, you know, work kind of mentality. So I was always working, always like two or three jobs, stuff like that. And to be honest, I thought um, I'd just finish, you know, get into college. I'll get a job and, and just see what happens. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of things that happened in between. And before I answer that question, I want to let you understand where I was coming from. Um, I always had a relationship with God, um, you know, throughout the ups and the downs, like everybody else. Uh, but I actually almost didn't make it out of high school, believe it or not. Um, you know, the saying, like, you're the average of the five people that you spend time with. Mm -hmm. um, so my five uh, were actually very smart people, but just not for the right things. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the environment I was in. They were good at certain things that I can't really disclose right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it was like, and that's how it was. Like you had to be part of a certain crowd or you will not be accepted. Mm -hmm. um, but my saving grace was um, my belief in God. I always had my relationship with God. I played a little basketball in junior high and um, I was into music. Uh, so I played drums in the band. But I stood my ground throughout, you know. Um, it was a bit tough. Um, I think I got jumped one time. and uh, Really? Yep, yep. It wasn't fun. I actually got uh, held up um, three times by gunpoint. And um, it, was, it was tough. It was a tough crowd. Bro, who are you right now? <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was a tough um tough area and, and to be honest just recently when we had the whole pandemic um after the pandemic you know we started doing those temperature readings with mm -hmm. the, you know, with those gun i still remember the first time they did that to me i literally froze what do you oh call no PTSD or something like that mm -hmm. PTSD, you yeah. like remember stuff yeah, PTSD. i was i was at my johnny had broken both his arms took him to the clinic in east meadow and the lady did this to me, and it literally took me a second to like. She was like, "Sir, sir," I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good." Oh so my totally god! Like, but but these were the type of people that I was around, and they weren't mm -hmm. dumb people. They were smart people. Mm -hmm. But you know, so I started off like kindergarten was like, you know, K four. They do on like levels one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. um, one, two. Then I got smarter. Two, one, three, one, four, one, five, one, six, one. Then I got into uh, junior high and um, I actually was able to skip a grade so I did seventh and eighth together it's pretty cool yeah it was pretty cool um, and then I got into ninth grade I did ninth grade in junior high 
And then I went to high school as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So I went to high school as a 10th grader, basically. Okay. But like I said, I was the only, you know, I was the only uh, South Indian guy in all my grades. Um, there were not many uh, in my age group at in the old church and you know, around. Most of the people were a little bit older than me. And so I had to adapt, you know, to mm-hmm. the environment. And um, I didn't do too well in high school. Kind of uh, went the, you know, wasn't really paying attention, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then senior came along. There was one class that I was not going to pass. And I was doing some serious praying. I was like, God, you got to mm-hmm. ruin this. Um, you know, I talked to my counselor. I was like, you don't understand. I'm Indian. They're going to kick me out of the house. You know, it's like, you know, give them all types of, you know. <laughs> And, you know, thank God I graduated. And then I, I was a bit disappointed at myself mm-hmm. uh, because I knew I could have done better. Mm-hmm. I was distracted and, you know, didn't have the right circle. Um, then I actually applied to John Jay University, uh, wrote the placement test and everything. And there was uh, one private college that I applied to, and that was um, Pace University. And I didn't think I was going to get in, to be honest. Um, but my dad had uh, had prayed for me. He was he was doing a lot of praying for me at the time. He had to, huh? <laughs> and he prayed, and uh, he said, um, "Listen, you're going to get something in the mail in a very large white envelope, and it's going to be something that's going to surprise you. You would not expect it." And he was spot on. And I have that letter still in my Bible today, and uh, I was able to get into Pace. Uh, wow! So I finished uh, my degree. Even there, as I started, I was kind of like first two years. I was like in La La Land, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they always kicked me out of the program a couple of times. And then I just like I started looking at everything. Like, okay, if I keep going like this, I'm not going to get out to like 2002. This is not going to happen. I'm class of '96, high school. I got to get out in 2000. So I hustled. I really got my act together in that second, two, the, the third and the fourth year. I really just hustled. I did like, I think one time I did like 22 credits a semester. I, had to get I got my degree uh, in technology systems and you know, later on it took my master's as well. But did I see it at the time? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I was just hoping I would pass and I would just, you know, get in somewhere uh, because I was always doing some jobs on the side, like, you know, either, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there. I would always have, something going on so but I didn't really see what was ahead I was just kind of doing my thing you know little queen's kid running around doing his thing mm-hmm. now look at you I know Oops. completely different mm-hmm. huh <laughs> things change things change you do it just a shift in a, your mindset changes everything huh? definitely mindset and I think everything starts with that if you don't have that uh, kind of mentality where, you know, I'm doing this come whatever, you know? So you went to, you graduated with what? What was your? Uh, Technology systems, uh, my bachelor's in 2000. And then uh, I got my master's in internet technology with a minor. So computer things. Yes, computer things. (laughs) So what position did you have like career-wise after you graduated college? I got my job at Bloomberg. Uh, my first like corporate job, like I said, I had side jobs before. At Bloomberg, I was a broadcast engineer and assistant manager. So how long did you work at Bloomberg? Um, 16 years. 16 Crazy. years. 
Yeah. And did you love that job? Yeah, it, w- it was cool, actually. Um, I um, didn't have to change my job because a lot of people were changing jobs. You know, you obviously, yeah. that's a typical thing to do after four or five years. Hop to the next job, you get more money. That's usually how the way it goes, you know. But the cool thing about my place was that it was constantly changing. They were dumping tons and tons of money into the technology of in the broadcast department because they have to stay relevant. So you're talking like I'm controlling things in Tokyo and Sydney. Um, you're, we're at like a huge network. So everything is always changing. So, you know, you have a job that's constantly changing. What's the point of changing jobs really, you know? Mm. So that's kind of why I stuck around. It. And I liked mm-hmm. it. I enjoyed it. It was like not constantly sitting in front of a computer. I had to go and sometimes I would find myself under the you know, the set in the middle of a commercial, I had to had to stay in under the the desk that you see, the news desk. I got <laughs> stuck under there one time, waiting for the commercial to come up. Like, it's very like uh, exhilarating feeling, you know, it's like, we're going live, we're going to get this fixed, you know, so very much like uh, exciting. How did you go into real estate from being a broadcast engineer? Yeah, so I was actually licensed in... 2003 for real estate yeah yeah Yeah, he was doing it yeah I was doing it before I was doing it on the side and you know I I enjoyed it I liked it Um, I had just bought my house in 02 and I didn't know what I was doing Mm -hmm. you know I went and got a contract signed without even doing an engineer inspection so um, the next year you need an engineer inspection I didn't do the inspection (laughs) No, no, she's asking, do you need an engineer? Oh, yes, you do. Yes, yes. Uh, But I I used to do that on the side. And then uh, as time progressed, I was starting to do better. And then um, we started having children and life got a little bit busier. So I couldn't do everything, you know, between uh, Bloomberg, kids and real estate and church. And it was just too many hats. And Mm -hmm. I, I kept it going. I kept the like continuing education. You have to keep your license and everything going. So I kept it going. I always had a passion for it. I would do like a deal a year here and there. Um, and then, you know, God just kind of smacked me upside my head in 2016 and said, yo, you need to go this direction. And that's a whole thing in itself. If I get We you. were there. We were yes. we were witnesses. <laughs> he was at a retreat. You guys were all there, right? Yeah, that, that yeah. was um you don't know what was going on in my mind at the time. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of questions, a lot of, mm-hmm. um, God, you know, if this is real, then this. For reference, at a retreat, it was like the Sunday of the retreat, and then everyone was praying, and then he, Rob, Robin, Mr. Robin Simon, Robichon, <laughs> um, went up to the podium after praying and, like, just announced to basically the whole church that he was quitting his Bloomberg job and no one even knew what was going on so that was the reference that we're talking about we were all there to witness him quitting his job and moving into the next step yeah yes yes and then that was uh it was the weirdest thing because i if you know me i don't do just things just like that you know Mm -hmm. there are times i'm sporadic i do some crazy things but big things and stuff i don't just go and do unless i pray about it and i really am sure about it and uh that morning god was really dealing with me um and you know pastors started preaching and uh he started talking about 16 years um you know it took to build rebuild the temple and 16 years ago we started this church and 16 years ago i left my job 
And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, it's August 28, 2016. It's actually 16 years today. Because that, that day was 16 years. I'm like, this is crazy. This is too, you know, coincidental. You know, as worship was happening, there was a song, I forget, I think it was called Faithful to the End. I don't know if that's the actual title. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. that's the that song. I don't know what was happening. God was just, I was ugly crying. <laughs> I was doing all type of stuff. He was just dealing with me. He was like, it's time to close that chapter. And um, I went up and, and to tell you the honest truth, it was probably one of the most scariest things I've ever done. But it was also one of the most confident things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you know at that time that you were going to go into real estate after? Oh, yeah. If you remember at the time. And that's, that's the weird thing about it. And, and, and I said, um, you know, this is what God's telling me right now. And I have to be obedient. I'm going to close my chapter at Bloomberg and continue with my real estate license. And I don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it up to God. Um, so it, it just, it's amazing how God does things. And I went and got my... Um, uh, level one, level two um, at, from New York District School of Ministry and uh, also took like a chaplaincy track there. For the next two years, I just went hard. I went really hard. Um, you know, I was, you know, all those years I was present with my kids, you know, but I was kind of like half there and like, mm. you guys know, you know, I was kind of like there, but not there, kind of mm. tired all the time. And I think if I kept going like that, I don't know if I'll be around, you know, maybe God was like, trying to tell me that too like you need slow to slow down slow down mm-hmm. a little bit it was, it was too much going on you know so what are some things like from your career move that you learned within that season that you would share with other people some like fundamentals if you would um I would say to do it scared mm-hmm. really um, whatever it is do it scared uh, because you'll never know everything you'll never be ready for everything um and you just need to do it you know do it scared because i remember when i walked into bloomberg or or they first got the first interview there was a phone interview they liked me on the phone and they said to come in and there was like a three panel interview and some of the questions that they asked i didn't know the answer i just told them like it is i said listen i don't know what you're talking about but i can learn it i can figure it out and they liked that you know, they, they like the fact that I was ready to take it on. And, you know, some of the stuff I walked in the first week, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do this right. Mm-hmm. I was scared because I'm like, I'm not a broadcast guy. I was a computer guy, but I wasn't a broadcast guy. And it just so happened that, you know, throughout the years, I became one of the assistant managers and I was the point man for many of the things there. Fast forward, you know, because I did it scared. And I also, you know, walked out of there uh, scared as well when I left I still remember signing the the document they said they said you know I've seen people leave for disagreements or money or something I've never seen someone leave like this I said well when you follow your heart and God tells you what to do you will yeah. just do what you got to do and yeah it was I wasn't scared um, but I mean no I was scared but yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not scared to tell her that you know yeah. um, but and they gave me a paper and said you know you got to sign this and once you sign it that means you lose all your coverage lose all your benefits and it was a comfy job that is so scary it was it was um, I feel like sometimes we hold ourselves back from like taking the next step or doing what God has called us to do because we're waiting for that perfect moment for everything to align for exactly. for us to know all the knowledge for us to be prepared for what the job has in store 
and for us to be like qualified instead of like just jumping in and knowing that God will help you learn it. Like you can, you can learn on the job. You can learn on whatever you've moved, move on to. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I wrote this thing down because I don't want to forget it. You know, it's like, you know, opportunity is knocking mm-hmm. and we have to open the door, but we're still looking at the brand of the doorknob. We're trying to figure out what brand the doorknob is. Just mm-hmm. the door, man. It's okay. Just try it. And you have to do things at a certain time, you know, to get the results. You cannot, you know, sit on it too long. You know, life happens, everything, there's a season, right? That's what uh, Ecclesiastic says, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I would say. Number one, do it scared. And number two, I would say um, always do a little bit more because most people just tend to do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. That's one a with great that, one. Yeah, I won with that a lot of times. Everywhere I went, I always did that, you know, and it always gave me the edge. And I remember when I went to Bloomberg, I... I did all the holidays the first, second year. I went crazy. Like, I just really went hard. And after that, I built up my credit already. And mm. I kind of won favor. And it kind of helped me ride throughout the years. Mm-hmm. You know, so always do a little bit more because everyone's trying to do the bare minimum. And you will look that much better. You know, just a I little bit. I feel like more. that's a common theme we've seen, especially with our other guests that we've had on the Breaking the Mold series. All of them have said, like, I've been there from the start from like, like Sheena said, she was there before the assistant manager mm-hmm. person was there and she was there hours, after yeah. he left. And then um, Amashik said she would get there at like the break of dawn to make sure she was there. And like Working all of them hard. are saying the same thing. So look at these successful people being there whenever come you, easy. Exactly. Like you have to be there and like push yourself even when you think it's not necessary, you need not to worth it. Yeah. yeah. The thing is like, you'll, you'll think that what you're doing is not significant, but you just got to keep doing it. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. things that are still in place in Bloomberg that I had put in place that is still there at that time. I was like, Oh, this is what's needed. We just do mm-hmm. it. But yeah. we are just, you know, kind of tell ourselves, Oh, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> you know, So you got to do it. Um, so do it scared, always do a little bit more. Um, and three, most important, trust God. Whatever you're holding on to other than God, let it go. And things will fall into place. He knows and, and he will make a way when it's time. So for just for like real estate, you know how we were talking about how we have no idea. We just want to know um, somebody wants to go into the real estate business. Okay. How would they go about it like what do you do is it like a schooling type of thing or is it like a certification is it like how would you go about it so when I did it back in 2003 <laughs> um, I had to take classes and half of these people weren't even bored I know. we were one I know <laughs> <laughs> we were all bored so that said things might have changed a bit I checked actually uh, you have to do a 75 hour course Okay. That's number one. You have to do a 75 hour course and then you have to pass the exam. Um, it's a proctored <laughs> exam. It's not an online exam. You got to go in and actually do it. And then, um, and you have to, then you, after that, you pretty much choose an office that you want to put your license up with. Mm-hmm. Basically, they will be like your hosting um, branch or your broker. And then you get ready to do a lot of praying because it's not an easy business. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you get paid based on your commission, right? Basically, how many of how much house how many houses you sell is based like and you get the commission is that how that yes. works i don't know yes it's basically based on how many units we sell so so basically for real estate you have to be good listen everything you have to be good but how <laughs> good you are if you're if you're better then you get paid better <laughs> you, you're not that great you might not get paid that well <laughs> i just want to say i watch selling sunset so i know about real estate all right oh good luck with that <laughs> Let me know. That is Let the worst representation of real estate ever. <laughs> the best real estate show out there. <laughs> I'm gonna say no comment on that. Show. I'm saying no comment on that one. <laughs> okay. I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> if I'm not a real estate agent and I want to buy a house, how do I so, do that? The first thing is you call me. You gotta call me. <laughs> okay. Oh, if okay. we didn't know you, how do we know who's reputable and like who's actually a good real estate agent that's not trying? Yeah. To, is like... it all word of mouth? Well, that depends. Yeah. I mean, it's always good to get a referral, right? Like somebody who you knew had an experience with someone. That's always a good way to go about things, right? Because at least you have a some type of idea who you're walking into. I mean, you can look for reviews online. Um, especially Z Zillow reviews, they're not doctored. You know, they can't be doctored because they actually review the review before they put it on. If, if they see like a bunch of reviews coming at the same time, I think Google also does the same thing. So you can check reviews. Uh, but I would say word of mouth is better because you have some reference point. You could go yell at someone if they messed you up, you know, mm -hmm. you can always get back to them. How do you know if somebody's trying to screw you over when you're buying a house? Discernment. Oh, Discernment. I need that. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Or you just call me and say, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, you hear no. that everybody go call him when you buy a house. I will say one thing: don't call me after you go find the house and then tell me to help you. Don't do him dirty like that, folks. Don't do him dirty. That's all right. For when you're buying a house, okay, I'm gonna sound stupid right now because I don't know anything about it. But all I hear is like the season or so i don't know like what well, you know what i'm talking about oh because like the prices of the house is going up and down and up you mean like it's like a buyer's market and a seller's market yeah they're like this is the perfect time and then like later on it's like guys like, worst time worst so, time okay like, so what's happening what's changing within two so months so the general rule is if the rates are going up the prices what rates accordingly interest yeah, what rates. are these what rates? are the rates interest rates is what the loan company will charge you to borrow a certain amount of money okay so if those rates it's basically like a seesaw if interest rates are going up the prices are going to adjust accordingly if prices are going up interest rates are going down which is what happened this past few years mm -hmm. we're at two percent three percent four percent then the prices were going up prices because... of the house right the prices mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of the house. yes so that's the general rule of thumb with the prices. Now, regarding time to buy, to be honest with you, you cannot time the market. It's just like the stock market. You cannot time it. You buy when it's your time to buy. People get married. People have children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a cycle of life, right? So there's no perfect time. You can't plan certain things. Um, you know, so there's really no, you know, is there a time that there's more homes on the market? Yes, that's going to be that March, April to like that July, you know, time frame. Yes, there's more inventory really? because people want to move before school, you know, starts into September. So that's where you tend to see a lot of more moves happening at that time. But are there homes being sold? Have you ever done deals during the year? 
Definitely. So people are, you know, going based on what their situation is in life. And those people that are looking off season are serious people. They're not people who are just wasting their time. They're looking because they're really serious. Or some mm-hmm. people also have corporate moves at the end of the year. So they want to get it done before the year ends, you know, the job relocation or whatever. And so we would sell now because like the houses, you would get more money if you sold your house right now. Well, it used to be like that. A few months late. Oh, well, good thing I'm not selling a house. <laughs> um, it, it, it has adjusted. Um, last year, it was prices were very inflated. You know, you put a house for a certain number, it would go 10% over that number. Dang. It was overinflated and uh, there was too much demand and not enough supply. So right now we're getting to the point where Evening. there's more, yeah, it's most, almost balancing out. So like, uh, I'll give you an example. We were looking at houses that were like maybe six, that was worth $600,000. It was going for 700 or over guys. That doesn't happen. People, if if the house is worth 600, that means like people usually negotiate it down, not (laughs) up a hundred K. That's how crazy it was. All the people I I was working with, I told them, listen, this is the number. This is what it's really worth. And everything you pay after that is I want it money. So, you know, that's up to that person. What, how much they want to pay to get the house. So what is like some basic knowledge that you, that people should know before buying a house, like prior to, like, like the most important things you should know before getting into Um, this? I would say three things to know. Location, location, location. (laughs) So you can change the house, but you cannot change look the location okay so that's number one you got to make sure you remember that location you cannot change niche.com what do you that? know what niche.com is Robichon? yes it's a good site to review schools and see i told you guys <laughs> why do you know that you've been in the good same job. house since you were born I always look up my niche <laughs> then i have to recruit you you can be my niche girl i can call yeah. you up <laughs> i will do it i do it for fun it tells you a rating by like where you live. When we were booking our Airbnb place, I used niche to see if we were staying in a nice place. <laughs> There's certain things I can't say, but yes, it, it gives you demographics data, schools data, and you know, it, it's, it gives you a lot of information. Why do you see a lot of your clients regret after like? No, no, no. I, I'm not allowed to talk about school districts. I can't say, I can say oh, where it is, oh. but what the school district is, I'm not allowed to comment on it because- Really? Prices are, yeah, I, I can't comment on, I can't say one is better than the other. Like HIPAA? It's, uh, it's the rules. <laughs> it's house HIPAA. <laughs> Why? Because it'll like... I want everyone to have an equal opportunity kind of thing, you know? All the time. That's in all real estate rules or just your... Yeah, we're not supposed to. There are state, we're not supposed to talk about that. We can That's crazy. Back. Yeah. So number one would be location. Number two is I would say... Think about selling when you're buying. Mm. Chances are when you're selling, they're going to look at it the same way. So always think about, all right, when I sell this, this person that's going to buy is going to look at it like this. So if there's certain things you don't really like, that's going to be that way when you're selling it to for the buyer that's buying it. I feel like even during construction, it's always like, okay, what is going to make the house? So like we had to put a bathtub downstairs to make sure we had at least one bathtub for a parent who has a kid. Like yeah. always looking, how are you going to sell the house? Yeah, you definitely have to, because it's not something that you do every day, right? We're not renewing the bathroom every day. 
Um, and then the, the last thing is you will never find the perfect house or perfect spouse. So, well, you know, always oh, keep that in what? mind. <laughs> Yo, I'm calling Minnie you right well, she knows, now. She knows. <laughs> she said the same it, thing. Exactly. That's all right. <laughs> I'm cool with that. She knows that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 what I would say. Those are the three things to know. Location, think about selling when you're buying. And, you know, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have to compromise a little bit. You might not get everything you want, but and and since you're like one of the smartest people that we know we have a couple of um questions for you regarding finance okay Uh Uh so as a woman in our 20s right um what are some important things that we should be doing right now to like kind of set us up for success regarding like our finances and what we should do and don't say don't say don't spend money because not no i was gonna say that i was gonna i was gonna say i was gonna say something very very easy to do get married you double your income (laughs) he said get married (laughs) yes okay what if you don't have anybody (laughs) now you pray about it (laughs) um no i would say um you know i'm not a financial planner obviously but i would say definitely set aside some money that you're automatically allotting to a separate account meaning you know if maybe like 10 percent of it you set it off automatically to go to a separate account that you don't even see that should be like one of those accounts that are hard to get to Oh. yeah see that's the problem the the count that i do it's easily I see yeah it. you should, that's that's I, the issue it. it's easily seen Stick by me. It somewhere you don't see uh, maybe like um you can do an online bank you can do you know um Roth maybe, ira yeah anything anything like that you oh, know. good one hannah good one hannah, what does that mean hannah Roth. uh-huh no no yeah uh-huh. explain Roth ira you put money in it, you get it later, and then not taxing. <laughs> Wait, for what? I'm what is that? so smart. You are. Smart. Wait, so what you what do, is say you make some money, put $100 in there every every month, and then when you're older, you can get all that money, and then you don't get taxed. Okay, okay, Hannah, let me help you out. Robichon, Robichon, can you pull, can you, can you come back? <laughs> Listen, the thing is, um, basically, it's a retirement account that you can access later on in life. That When I'm retired? Yes. But I need this money when I it's, get married. But you're not paying tax on it when you withdraw it at that time. That's no. the beauty of it. You don't have to pay tax on it. Most of the retirement accounts you have to pay tax on. With this... So why doesn't everyone just use this? Everyone has, there's different limitations and things like that. When you talk um, to someone, you know, if you're working, I would highly suggest, you know, talk to your HR department and find out what you can invest in. I would say 10% you should put into your investment account, some type of 401k or whatever it's called in your particular um, job, mm-hmm. you should invest that. Then you put your... 10% you tithe, obviously, or if, if you want to do more than that, you do that. But then 10%, you also save. So mm-hmm. that's 30% now automatically going in. And if you want to increase that number, increase it. Because if just remember this, if you don't tell your money where to go, it's going to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing you want to remember. So if you can save 50% of your money and, and live on the 50, the other 50, 
you're going to be golden. You will not realize how quickly that will be accumulating and yeah. be, being a large sum, like maybe six months or, you know, 12 months from now. Um, mm -hmm. And the other thing I would do, um, this is, like I said, full disclosure, I'm not a um, financial planner or anything, but just uh, the bare minimum I would do is invest in um, an index fund, uh, S&P 500 index fund, which is basically, it's just a tracking fund of all these 500 companies mm -hmm. on the stock market. So in general, you will get, you know, anywhere from four to 6%, sometimes even higher um, trending history-wise, you know, sometimes it does come down, but according to history, it, you generally will have a good return. It's risky. Yeah. You gotta be willing to lose that money if God forbid there's a crash or something like that. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, it does um, bring a return. And this way you're not going and, oh, let me sell it when it's high or, you know, buy it when it's low. And you're going, driving yourself nuts. This is just like you're buying every month, just like you're saving your money. You're buying like $100 worth of this particular stock, regardless what price it is. It doesn't matter. That's called, I think it's mm -hmm. called dollar cost investing. Um, averaging, I think it's called. Um, and you basically just keep buying it. And as time progresses, you'll see the compound interest of doing that. And whatever the returns they give you, the dividends, you just put it right back in. And I did that one time and I, I got, I think I gained like, I think it was like maybe 6%, 7% of what I put in. Mm, that's bad. amazing. Yeah. Vanguard. It's what? That's it. <laughs> Hannah, stop just screaming. Vanguard, stop. Did I tell you this already? Robotron did tell me this because I one time was like, listen, I need to be making more money than I'm making uh, right now. You did, you're listening, huh? They <laughs> <laughs> uh, do listen. I'm impressed. Now I can go in peace knowing that these guys actually listen. Sometimes I wonder, you know? <laughs> so I just started like working like a, a, for a year and a half now, right? So nobody told me how, any of these things before, like, once I graduated my PA mm -hmm. school and got like my first paycheck, I'm like, what do I do with all like this money? Like, I don't know how to navigate this type of life. Right. So I've been educating myself about finances for the past year and a half. So what I've learned is right. They're like, Oh, make sure you always like when you are save, like putting your money for savings, make sure you're putting it in a bank where you're getting like a higher interest rate. Like if you just put it at your normal bank uh, and you just put it there, you're not gaining, you're not getting any return from that. Right. So that's why they say, Oh, put it in this, like the stock market, because even though it's kind of volatile, like over time, you end up getting more than you put in. Right. Good research. Good research. Hey, I could have told you what to do with your first paycheck. So yeah, give, give it me. to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. That's 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 great advice. Yeah. Ro Roboton's gonna see me when I start when I first start working, he's gonna see me again knocking <laughs> on his door. <laughs> 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 <We're> like, <"Hi."> <laughs> <laughs> okay, to turn it to a little bit of a different note. Um, so when you were getting recognition when you were part of NDIA, <laughs> did you ever see that passion project becoming more than just that? Like, did you ever think that could be your like real-time career? And to the most high, most high. Oh That's boy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think probably not initially, uh, because it was kind of like a difficult decision for us. Um 
as a Malayali, as an Indian. It was interesting. It was because, you know, we were kind of going past the, t- the typical cultural norms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember something my dad said, actually. Um, I actually had to approach him because I was like, I want to just let him know because I don't want him to find out later. You know what I mean? Like, it was a weird, you know, at that time, it's, it's a very hard thing to do. You know, it's kind of like totally kind of outside our society. And I asked him, I said, listen, I'm making this um Christian rap album with a few of my guys. I just wanted you to know. And uh, I said, you know, you're cool with that? I, you know, I was just kind of seeing what he, because we don't really talk like that, you know, I kind of yeah. get you know, it was kind of weird. So he's like, he said, listen, if you're doing it for God, then go right ahead. And there was nothing to rethink there mm-hmm. because we all had a passion for spreading the gospel and and also for music. So it was a perfect combo. And, you know, we were just concerned about the society, uh, you know. Yeah, because rap music is like, no, 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 that is not good music. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, but I did actually see it as something, um, you know, after we got over that whole hump, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we saw it, I'm sure all of us saw it the same way as something that we did to impact our um, generation. Um, You know, we did two albums, we did like a, an LP and every time we went somewhere we would always pray like you know we would make an impact to save mm-hmm. at least one soul or um, you know somebody by this music and by this ministry and um, sure enough someone would come up to us after saying that hey man this was you know really something that because you know because the whole thing is and I used to say this all the time you strip away all the music it's really a sermon you're speaking to someone Right, every song, mm-hmm. not just rap. Every song, really, it's a five-minute, four-minute sermon that you're speaking to someone, and they're listening to you. It just so happened to be that you're doing it in different tunes. You know what I mean? How did you guys like know when it was time to step away? So um, they didn't step away, Rebecca. Members for life. Yeah, I, I was oh. just gonna get to that. We never stepped away. You know, what I'm saying it's a way of life. Guys, come back <laughs> concert 2023. <laughs> I'm so ready to praise to praise him. <laughs> no, you know, you know what it was. Uh, it's 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 one of those things that you know that you gotta pass on the torch. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, pass the torch where to, to you guys? Us. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah i remember like even like nowadays i watch your um concerts on youtube it is on youtube guys by the way if you guys do we'll link it, it. Up, it's n.d.i.a right, and then enough. just put no because i got guys there was like so many people there and they were just like oh my gosh I no like, for real they were bobs to come back no i still sing all the songs <laughs> guys i don't care what anyone said i feel like like ndia pioneered like going outside the mold because I know a lot of people are doing the whole like um you know worship and going outside and like you know which is great doing their thing but I feel like you guys really did pioneer because I don't think anyone before you guys really went out and kind of did that and the thing is you guys did it to the extreme I know you, like you guys did and you were like nah we're gonna be straight thugs <laughs> rapping on stage at PC Knack where the uncles and aunties are next door. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh it was not easy. Let me tell you, it was it was tough. Did you guys get hate at all or no? Oh yeah, yeah. 
plenty. But you know, like I said, that there, there was like there was this one time, and this this is what kind of did it. It was many times, but you know, at this particular time really stuck out for all of us. There was one time that someone came up to us after the you know the meeting was over, and she said they were actually about to take their own life, and it turns out that the CD was playing. CD at the time was playing in their car, and that there was like a um, a part of the song that played and made her change her decision. I was like, man, if all of this was just for that one moment, yeah, do this all over again. It was That's amazing. amazing. That that was. That's crazy. You don't realize how much of an impact you, what you're yeah. doing, yes, you're doing has on other people. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was pretty, I never forgot that. It was like, wow, that was amazing. And because we were going around different places, you know, like in the community, um, in, in Hempstead, we were going to like U.S., all over the U.S., California, Florida, Atlanta. Oh my God, you guys were oh. on tour? Yeah, yeah, we went on a couple of tours. You That's know? crazy. Yeah, so then, you know, we had, uh, we've been around and uh, we were actually approached by uh, an A&R from a really epic record company i can't say the name but um yeah they they actually uh sought us out we went out to brooklyn we did an audition and everything and um uh, you know they were pretty much saying that you know you guys were on just take out the god stuff oh. and that was you know we were like looking at each other we prayed about it and all of us were like nah we, we're not doing that you know we're, we're gonna keep god in it and um you know we, we turned it down and after that you know things actually started progressing even more crazier. And we performed on um, the same stage as Aretha Franklin, Vicky Winans, Hezekiah Walker. What stage was that? Actually, uh, Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we won the uh, Gospel Fest for the rap category in 2005. Oh. I wish a celebrity in our midst. We yeah. had to redo the intro. <laughs> <laughs> And we did, I think we Gosh. did, uh, you know, the Bollywood uh, Music Award, the Movie Awards. They, they had it like um, in Atlantic City. It's like the Academy Awards, basically for the Indian. That's thing. crazy. That's you guys movie. won that? Oh my God. No, no, no. We did it. We, we did a, um, like an open up, opening up for one wow. of the performance. <laughs> All right. To sum it up, um, just this, a little piece of advice to people who feel like it might be too late to get out of their current position and jump into a whole new field, what is some advice that you would give to them? I would say what I said earlier, do what's scared, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, I would say, and this is something I wrote a, way, a while back, and um, follow him and everything else will follow. You know, sixteen Proverbs 16.3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. So it doesn't matter you know, what position you're in and you're trying to jump into a new field, listen, God will give you the wisdom. Mm -hmm. Make sure you stay in prayer and and stay connected and stay focused. Um, I think you'll be okay. Amen. Speaking of NDIA, we're going to do a little short segment. Are you down? With with Hannah. It's Hannah's segment. I don't know. He's so scared. All right, I give him no choice. So for today's segment, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to play a little bit of NDIA's song and he's going to have oh to finish the hey. lyric for us. See if any of us could finish the lyric too. Well, you'll, you'll be bursting up. Let's see. Listen, this is, this is not fair. I don't remember half the thing. You know how long ago this was? All right. I can't wait your hands off. 
Oh, it took her like two Wait, minutes or something. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jay, what? Wow. <laughs> All right. Along with the pain, yo, sitting in my room thinking about my next move. The time went by like the clouds in the sky, but you all realize there's only one thing to do and spread the word about the Lord, the one who saved you before your Rolex and your time makes stop. The lights go out and the red moon drops. Two to the another year from now, do you really know if you'll be caught up in the clouds? That gave me so much joy. That gave me so much joy. So much, man. Iconic. Don't worry, y'all. We'll drop the link in the, in the bio below. <laughs> wow. Y'all, thank you to our rapper for joining us today. Oh, sorry, minister. No, sorry, real estate agent. I don't know. Many, wow. many talents. <laughs> So thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys, you know, giving me the time to just hang with you guys for a little bit. Shout out to my queen, my kids, my crew, my people. Oh, oh so, so cute. <laughs> thank you to Robin Simon. Um, go hire him. I don't know what it's called. Book him. Okay. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. We love you so much. And um, thank you for your support. Um, go follow us on IG and continue your support. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, you name it, we are there. Um, we love to chat to you guys. So send us questions or comments um, in our DMs. We also have a link in our bio on our Instagram where you can send anonymous questions of things you want us to talk about or questions that you have that we would love to answer um, in one of our episodes. Thank you guys again. Um, we love you and God bless. Bye. Bye. Also, Bye guys. Do, you guys, do you guys know what else is on Spotify and YouTube? NDIA. So go listen to it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>